Hi, Lupus Warriors. The Lupus Corner podcast is back with our fifth episode. We've got a fantastic episode for you today as we discuss the impact of genetics and hormones on lupus diagnosis and treatment, as well as answering one of the most common questions in lupus. Why are women more likely than men to be battling autoimmune diseases like lupus? We are also excited to welcome our guest contributor, Mr. Emmett Henderson III, as he tells us about the journey of a male lupus warrior. Let's get started. Autoimmune diseases are a broad collection of over 100 diseases characterized by autoimmunity, a condition where the body's immune system attacks the body's own healthy cells. These conditions are known to be complicated to diagnose and multifaceted in their presentation. They also disproportionately impact women, in particular racial and ethnic groups. In fact, 78% of people with autoimmune disease are female. Both of these disproportionate prevalences are even more pronounced when looking at lupus. Nine out of 10 people diagnosed with lupus are women. African American, Hispanic, Asian, and Native American women are also two times to three times more likely to develop lupus as compared to Caucasian women. But why is this exactly? During the diagnosis process, a rheumatologist will often ask if anyone in your family has been diagnosed with any autoimmune disease. This is because genetics is known to be a major factor for the diseases. Genes are the blueprints of the body, and all of our cells use these blueprints. However, we each have different versions of these blueprints, which we inherit from our parents. Even identical twins have differences in how the body uses these blueprints, which is called gene expression. Differences in gene expression can come about due to changes in the environment. This includes smoking or exposures. Essentially, your genes make you susceptible to a host of diseases. Then, in response to triggers, the symptoms of the disease may begin to manifest. Triggers can include medications and drugs, pollutants or environmental exposures, stress, or infection. The chain reaction begins which leads to the development of lupus and the buildup of symptoms. Let's discuss genetic variations. Over 30 genetic variations have been linked to lupus. Unsurprisingly, most seem to involve the regulation of the immune system or specific proteins found in the immune system. It is thought that many of these immune system genes might be on the X chromosome. And this could be why women generally have more genetic markers of lupus. Men only have one copy of the X chromosome, while women have two copies. If both copies have vulnerable genes, women could get a double dose of the vulnerable gene, or simply have more chances to have that gene expressed. For women, calcineurin seems to be one of the key proteins that are different in women with lupus compared to men and healthy women. Calcineurin activates T-cells, one of the parts of the immune system that causes the symptoms of lupus. Calcineurin inhibitors are medications that treat lupus very well because of this connection, but they are also regulated naturally in the body by the hormone estrogen. One reason that calcineurin might be less regulated in women is because of the higher presence of estrogen in their bodies. Women who are predisposed to lupus might have different blueprints of calcineurin that have unusual estrogen receptors and make their immune system more likely to misbehave in the presence of the hormone. 
However, estrogen is not the only sex-related hormone involved in autoimmune disease. So, what are hormones? Hormones are chemicals that different cells in the body use to communicate with each other. By communicating, cells are able to work together to perform the many tasks that our body needs to function. The body regulates everything from mood to metabolism to the immune system's response with hormones. Hormone levels are essentially consistent from one person to another. A person's environment, mental state, and health can cause fluctuations. However, the family of hormones that control sexual function, reproduction, and development are different between the sexes. These hormones include estradiol, estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. The same hormone can fill many different roles, triggering different responses depending on the cell. The sex hormones are responsible for sex differentiation and reproductive behaviors. They also control a wide range of effects throughout the body. One of these effects is immune system regulation. Some researchers think that sex hormone levels, and in particular high levels of the hormone estrogen, might be the reason that females have a higher rates of SLE and other autoimmune disease. For this episode, we are lucky enough to be joined by Mr. Emmett Henderson III. He is the CEO of Male Lupus Warriors Corp, the co-owner of the Lupus Dream Team, as well as being a speaker, influencer, and survivor. He is also on the board of directors for the Lupus Foundation of Southern California, Autoimmune Community Institute, Colors of Lupus Nevada, and the Men's Rare Disease Mental Health Group. Hi Emmett, and thank you so much for joining us on this Lupus Corner podcast episode. The lupus diagnosis process can be an arduous journey. The Lupus Foundation of America reports that it takes six years on average for a person to be properly diagnosed. Given that lupus is less prevalent among men, there may be an additional challenge to overcome on the diagnosis journey. So when were you diagnosed and how did your diagnosis process go? How many doctors did you have to see? So my, my diagnosis officially goes back to 1995. However, in 1980 is when all my symptoms began. So with my diagnosis starting back in 1980, back then I had fevers and rashes. The rashes appeared on my face and my upper body. That was a lot of discoloration of the skin. The doctors had no idea back then what it was. So therefore they never gave me a diagnosis. If anything, they told my parents that I was diagnosed with fevers and rashes of unknown origin. So it's crazy. Fast forward 15 years later, now I'm having all these major joint pains that couldn't explain. Every time I'd go in to the doctors to have it looked at, all they did was do x-rays. X-rays showed no problems, so therefore I got dismissed. After about three, four times in the emergency room of getting dismissed, I stopped going because I knew they weren't going to find anything. And back then, I, I was tired of missing out on work just for that. So as, as time went on, I just continued to ignore it. But then the pains got worse. They got into my lower back where it was hard for me to stand up straight. I, I walked with a hunch, but I still refused to go because of the fear they were going to tell me nothing's wrong. So I, I'm at work one time and the owners of my company see me hunched over and they tell me what's wrong. And of course, I deny it because I, I got so many things going. I did not complain about the little aches and pains. They told me literally I need to go get it checked out and see what's going on. 
I actually did. When I did do that, I was there at the clinic for maybe over eight hours until they had to transfer me to the Memorial Hospital. While in the hospital, I've seen doctors after doctors and none of them could tell me what's wrong. They did blood work, they did labs, they did cultures, they did MRI screenings. They just knew that something was wrong with my blood, but they didn't know what it was. After three and a half weeks of testing, a lady comes in with the title of a rheumatologist. Never heard of a rheumatologist before, didn't know what her specialty was. All I knew was hopefully this lady could tell me something, and she did. What she ended up telling me is that she thinks that I have a disease that's rare. And I asked her, how is it rare? She said, for your ethnicity, your age, and your gender, you have a rare, you may have a rare disease called systemic lupus. And of course, at that time in 95, I did not know what lupus was. Her explanation to me was, it is a woman's disease. So with everything that I got going on and everything that I'm doing, to tell me I have a woman's disease, it, it was like a, like a strike to my ego. It was like, how could it be that I have a woman's disease? And then, of course, she tells me, well, men can get it as well, but the majority is in women. So at that time, it was hard to accept that I, w I had something like this. I asked her if she could just give me medication and let me just go home. And <laughs> she said, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. So I continued to stay in the hospital for another two and a half weeks after that point and was given a whole regimen of cocktail medications. I left the hospital with over 30 pills a day being explained that there is no cure for lupus and the best thing that they can do is try to maintain it. After enduring such a tedious process and given the rarity of males being diagnosed with lupus, do you think this affected your diagnosis process? Yeah, with the rarity of lupus in males, it definitely took a toll in regards to my diagnosis or it took the length of time in my diagnosis. I was in the hospital for three and a half weeks of just trying to figure out what was going on doing test after test. And when I was diagnosed with it, then that also gave her to the conclusion that the lower back pains that I was having was my kidneys. After doing the test on my kidneys to find out I was already in stage three kidney failure. So not only did I leave with the diagnosis of systemic lupus, but also with lupus nephritis. Once you were finally diagnosed, how did your life change? Well, once I was diagnosed, um, it changed my life a lot. I went from being a hard-headed to where I, I'm not going to accept this. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to move on to where I had to change a lot of my priorities. My priorities at the time were taking care of my kids and maintaining my household. And, and of course, being a man uh, of getting everything done. But I had to accept this diagnosis and take a setback in regards to working as hard as I was and paying attention to my body, which I rarely done before. It, it, as a man, it, we don't complain about aches and pains. As a man, we don't go into the clinic or hospital because something hurts. At this point, I had to literally understand my body to where if something was going on, I needed to pay attention and get it addressed. Also, because of the multiple surgeries, uh, two transplants, two joint replacements, chemotherapy, radiation therapy, multiple organ failures, multiple symptoms in regards to other diseases connected, multiple diagnosis, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, mixed connective tissue, and also with Sjogren's syndrome, it, it put me in a whole new perspective of now more paying attention to my body and taking care of myself. 
25 years later, after going through all of this, finally it got to my brain where I had to leave work. I, I tried to maintain work as much as I can, but it, it was tough going through this and taking so many breaks off of work because of my illness. But now is the time to where I need to do something with my life and I can't work. So I need to put my life to good use. We know you use social media to inspire change and help other lupus warriors. How has the lupus community impacted your journey? So what I wanted to do was pretty much voice my journey, put my journey and my story out there to let people know how and what I went through to become the person that I am today. I want there to be a resource for men to where anybody going through any type of autoimmune disease, that there are other men to reach out to that they can get inspiration from to let other men know that you do not have to hold in what's going on with you and give you a free space to talk about and open up to it. One of the biggest things for men is that one of the triggers that we have is stress when it comes to our autoimmune disease and bringing on flares. We do not need to stress, but holding these things in that's going on with us, showing that we are not vulnerable is definitely what builds in us. I'm trying to prove that we can show vulnerability and at the same time be strong. So I created my organization called Male Lupus Warriors. I know that 90% of women have lupus and only 10% of men were diagnosed with lupus, but it's a small percentage than 10% that are even advocating for it. So I wanted to be a voice for all men to let them know that, hey, I am a male lupus warrior and everything that I talk about in inspiration comes from 25 years of experience. So I created an LLC that I put all over social media. Social media was a blessing for me to introduce me into the autoimmune community and also connect me with a lot of people just like me. I mean, other men I, I was able to meet, other women that were able to share their story, other people that wanted to hear my story. We all have a different path and a different journey. It's just that we all can learn from each other of how our lupus affects us. So the main purpose of creating this organization is, again, to give the resources to men that was not there for me. When, when I needed, there wasn't another guy that I can speak to in regards to how did you feel going through this? How did you get past some of these feelings? How did you get past the pain when you're expected to be, to be looked up as being strong? How did you show not being vulnerable in regards to just doing your everyday you know, life as, as a young man? So... I didn't have any of that. I had to figure all that on my own. I had, there was a lot of pain that I hid from the public, from everybody around me, because I did not want to show that. Knowing what I know now, I should have released that a long time ago. I should not have let myself go through that without having someone to talk to. I want to be that resource now for somebody to turn to and say, hey, how did you make it? When you speak to someone who believes they have lupus or has recently been diagnosed, what advice would you share with them about the journey ahead? Well, for anybody out there that's newly diagnosed to lupus or any other autoimmune disease, one of the best advice that I can give personally is education. Educate yourself on the disease. Educate yourself on your body and know what you're going through with this disease. The more that you can learn about your disease, the more that you can see that if it's relating to what your body is going through. The more you can do that, the more mentally you can grasp what's going on with you, and therefore the process of going through any type of pain won't be as bad as not knowing at all. Mentally, keeping a state of mind to where you are bigger than your illness is going to also help you as well. 
Do not let the pains get to you to where you give up and think that there's nothing that can be done. I also want to recommend getting yourself involved, getting yourself involved in the lupus community, lupus support groups, join webinars, join learning sessions, talk to other people that are walking through your shoes. Although our journeys are completely different, somebody can still give you something that you may be able to use to what you're going through. Just because you went through something doesn't mean the other person and vice versa. But knowing what this disease can bring to you, again, just can get you mentally prepared of how it's going to be. Therefore, doing some type of pro, being proactive for yourself, of, of taking care of yourself, eating better, keeping your, uh, a good mentality of being strong and staying strong, exercise, drink a lot of fluids, stay away and kick some of these bad habits that aren't doing any good for you. The life, life with lupus is, is it's not an easy journey, um, but at the same time, it doesn't have to be hard. Living with lupus can be debilitating, but it's not the end. I'm a male lupus warrior, and I'm going on 26 years strong with lupus. And one thing it taught me was that I am stronger than I thought I ever was. You know that saying, you don't know how strong you are until you're put to the test. Well, this disease put me to the test, and all I can say is I'm winning. Thank you, Emmett, for sharing your journey and for shining a light on the impact of lupus on men. Men develop the same typical clinical manifestations of lupus as women, yet certain key symptoms may be more pronounced in men than in women. For example, when men with lupus have kidney involvement, it tends to be more severe. Additionally, a lot of misinformation exists surrounding lupus, and many men discover that other people are often surprised to learn of their diagnosis. Some studies have shown that men with lupus experience symptoms that include low blood count, unexplained fever and weight loss, cardiovascular complications, and serositis, which is inflammation of the serous membrane that often causes chest pain when taking a deep breath. Remember, lupus can develop in anyone, male or female, of any age, including children, teenagers, and adults. As always, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Lupus Corner Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our next episode or want to know more about a specific lupus-related topic, send us an email at hello at lupuscorner.com. We'll see you next time. This podcast was produced by Lupus Corner. Lupus Corner is a registered trademark of Progentech, a digital health and diagnostics company working to improve health outcomes for people living with autoimmune diseases. This podcast represents the opinions of Lupus Corner and the guests to the show and does not necessarily reflect the opinions of Progentech Diagnostics Inc. or its management, employees, or stakeholders. The content here is not intended to be and should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. Consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with our content establish a doctor-patient relationship.